sports and beer and so much more. Hottest topics on the cutting room floor. Bunch of friends having a blast. Get ready for the beer bread podcast. Today's beer cooler is stocked by E&K Metal, your metal art specialist in Northeast Kansas. Everything metal, including sports team, wall art, yard decorations, fire pits, and much more. Visit and like their Facebook page at E&K Metal. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Beer Breath Podcast. On today's episode, we will talk about the recently concluded U.S. Open and Phil Mickelson. We'll also talk about uh, Country Stampede coming up. Our very own Nick Walsh will be performing on mm. Thursday, so we will discuss that as well as some of our um, previous Stampede memories. But before we do that, we got to start every show like we start every show and tap the keg. So, Dom, you want to get us started? Uh, yeah, I will. Um, unfortunately, I have to say this on this podcast, but we did lose episode 15 and 16 for a spell. Uh, but had been recovered, and you have listened to both of those episodes by now, probably, hopefully. If not, go back and listen to them, because they're incredible. But what's been going on is data recovery uh, on the Beer Breath podcast part, so I don't know what the hell happened. So Trey can attest to this, but we sat down here in front of the computer after we recorded those episodes, and I saved them, and I've got an extensive saving process. I say extensive, but we only have one uh, hard drive. So I saved it, made sure it was saved, unplugged the hard drive, plugged it back in, making sure it was saved again, and then closed out everything. We went to eat that night or whatever, and I go home to uh, edit those podcasts, and they're fucking nowhere to be found. So I'm having a complete anxiety attack by this point, because we had recorded for like two and a half hours. <laughs> and they were good-ass episodes, too. Uh, so yeah, spent all Tuesday night freaking out. I think I got home at like midnight 11 30 sometime like that and i said screw it we're just gonna push out this trial episode so that's what came out on wednesday last week was that trial episode which is pretty funny i only put half the episode out so the second half is good the second half is the i don't know if you guys remember we talked about uh the Kirk fake, fake patty's day oh yeah fake patty's day episode um so there's some pretty good shit on there so i'll probably release that at some point let's see here the next time we lose an episode true I might just release it Thursday. Eh, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I'll release it sometime. You'll know about it on Twitter. Um, so you can follow us at Beer Breath PCAST. Uh, we'll post updates there. We have a Facebook page as well, like our Facebook page, Beer Breath Podcast. Uh, you get all the updates there. So that is how you'll find out when that episode comes out. Hopefully we got it figured out. I got a couple extra forms of... I don't know, saving, I guess, hard drives. So we'll see what happens. How'd you get it back? I guess, what was the... So I paid for a data recovery program. So basically the file was there. It was just like not reading it and I had to do like a deep recovery. So basically I put on my scuba suit and I went down and I got the file back. Yeah, because it, it appeared on the, the computer like it was there. Like it was yeah. in the computer. Like yeah. just like any other file, you clicked on it and it would it would nothing would happen. Yeah. Yeah, so I was up until like 3 o'clock on, I guess it would have been Wednesday morning, editing that bonus episode. And then Wednesday night, I came back over to the studio and, and recovered that. So Just grinding. We're good to go. Yeah, I should get paid more, you know? Thank goodness that um, 
you did recover them though because the dad episode that we did if you guys haven't listened to that i think that was episode 16 if you haven't listened to that go back and listen to it because i i thought that one was super funny it was one of my favorite to do and we actually had pretty good um we actually had pretty good interaction i guess you could say with that so we've got a couple people with koozies coming their way um we were talking about dad quotes dad isms different things that dads do so um we had philip uh say top five dad quote of all time seeing someone you know at a restaurant and greeting them by saying i was looking for someone to buy dinner <laughs> classic, <laughs> classic dad so philip you have a koozie coming your way once we get those put together we should be doing that um shortly uh another one that we had this was kind of un it wasn't actually didn't have anything to do with us but it was in the spirit of the season zach mcfall I just won the McFall Putt-Putt Classic with one arm while holding my baby. If that's not dad life, I don't know what is, mm. which is pretty amazing. So, <laughs> koozie to be determined for you, Miss McFishel, <laughs> but uh, who knows? We might send you one. <laughs> tweet us if you're interested. We'll send you one. And then Curry Sexton tweeted out, when my dad turned 50, my mom surprised him with a trip to Fenway and dug out box tickets to Yanks Red Sox. He turned it down because he couldn't leave the farm on such short notice. (laughs) (laughs) So awesome. So, um, Curry, you have a koozie coming your way as well. Um, And if you want to earn a koozie from us or or get a koozie from us, just tweet at us, interact with us when we um, put some stuff out. Tell us what you like, dislike on the show. Not dislike. Well, I mean, yeah, you we don't, don't care don't what you do don't that. like about that. <laughs> yeah, we don't care. Share the episodes. We That's care. That's a big thing. Yeah, there you go. Share tell the your, episodes. Tell your family about it. Tell your dogs. Right. Tell your dogs to download it. And get a koozie from us. That, yeah. that's that's how you can get that. Logan's still got a koozie waiting on him for the Jordy's bear story. got a koozie waiting yeah, on him. Got a couple bear story koozies to go out. Yeah. The the story continues on that, by the way, too. Logan mentioned he is going to get a picture of the tiger that Catman John possesses. <laughs> and That's awesome. It's hearsay that Catman John is more form- formally known as Cougar John Ooh. and responds better to Cougar John. I'm still getting the details. That's like that. that's like doctor. That's like Mister or Doctor when you have a college class. Yeah. I'm Doctor Johnson. Don't call me Mister Johnson. Right. I'm Cougar John. Okay. Yeah. Don't call me Tiger. Cr- Don't call me Catman John. That that's Cougar John yeah. to you. I didn't go to four years of Cougar school to be called fucking Catman. Jesus Christ. No, but yeah, you might notice if you know the title. I spend a lot of time on the titles, and they're pretty creative. But that was uh, something about Bear Breath, Volume Bear Breath. 1. Ooh. So more volumes to come on that. To be continued there. Yeah. Mike, what you got for Attempt Keg? Um, it's nothing really that crazy or whatever, but um, we were driving on the way here, and there was a van. And as we got closer, I was looking at the license plate. I was like, either that license plate has like a bunch of mud on top of it or something. And we got closer, and they had just ripped off a piece of cardboard and written on it in Sharpie, it said in transit. They <laughs> just had a cardboard license plate that said in transit. And it was a van. Oh, yeah. And it had no windows, probably. Uh, I don't Tended. know. It was it was tinted. Okay. They were tinted. It was beat to shit. Wow. And we, I was like, Mike, you have to slow down so we can get a picture of that. And, of course, we're just flying by them because they were going 45 miles an hour. And it just happens to be during the, like, you know, on 75... 
75? 70. 70. 70. 70 that you like make that exit onto the rest stop on your way to Manhattan. Mm-hmm. On the left side. Yeah, on the, the left side. To, yeah. That's where it was, and so he missed it. Yeah. So, but they, they got off to easy. put their license plate. Spruce it up a little. <laughs> that was the end but of that in transit. That's amazing. Draw a sunset on it. So funny. So he was 100% heading to Topeka, though, no doubt, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. He was in transit to Topeka. That's yeah. what it should have yeah, said. Okay. <laughs> from JC to Topeka. Cop goes to pull yeah. him over, like, in transit. This is some bullshit. Goes to pull him over, like, oh, to Topeka. Okay, yeah, he's <laughs> The clean. funny thing is, we saw, <laughs> we saw, like, three people pulled over on the side of the road, and the in transit van wasn't one of them. Maybe they How were, uh, maybe they were distractions. Maybe they yeah. went out ahead. To lure all the cops away. True. Well, they're smuggling in the van. Yeah. Well, obviously. What, yeah. What is what is the well, transit like? I'm guessing that they were trying to say like that they were transporting it from one place to another, but they had no license plate because it wasn't. Okay. I don't think I that counts. I know. I don't think that's how it works. But what I'm guessing they, that's what they're trying. What to if accomplish. they bought it somewhere today? And they True. had to take it back. Did to it look get, like, yeah, the dealer, like a new purchase? The dealer's like, I don't have any 30-day tags here. You take this piece of cardboard. I got a Sharpie. Jesus. <laughs> Brian McGonagall sends you out the lot on Linden Motors with an in-transit. Hey, you license able to plate save some money if you can get away with it. <laughs> that's funny. That's true. What else? Anybody else? Sam? Uh, Sam, did you have something? No, he's... No, no I think... No, I'll save it. I thought it was pretty cool that... um. Chief brand officer of Beer Breath Podcast now. Oh yeah, that's right. Internet, we do. I make like six figures, so yeah, can just do wait. This what? Oh yeah. So let's go back to that. So Nick just go ahead and he went ahead and gave himself a title. <laughs> I'm not gonna, you know, take that away from you. But you, well, I report to you. You're CEO, right? Yeah, I report to you. So what's the problem? That's not a problem. That's what I'm saying. I could take that title away from you any day of the week. You can. Anyway. It's so a results-driven business, though, Nick, so... Yeah, you're on a short list to get the yeah, fuck well, out of the door. Yeah, we'll the password to our social media accounts. <laughs> <laughs> so you researched, like, that title for a podcast and said you made a fuck ton of money? Yeah. <laughs> we nice. should make a website and, like, yeah, yeah, create like, the illusion that we all make, like, $150,000 on Glassdoor or something. <laughs> I think yeah. you have to make a fuck ton of money for the podcast has to to pay somebody a ton yeah, of money, well, so... yeah. Regardless, the internet. Does. I guess that's up to the day. CBO, though, right? To drive the revenue. I guess. Did you update your LinkedIn account yet to say? Oh, please do it. Do oh, it. Oh God, I should. I don't know why you wouldn't <laughs> have a. Social I mean, media you don't have a ton of other job experience to slap on I've there. Got like three wo- three weeks experience. Just go out, put it on your LinkedIn, and go out and view a bunch of people's profiles. Because isn't that how LinkedIn works? You can I have see no who idea. Views it. Be like this chief brand officer. I'm not a big profile. LinkedIn guy. Yeah, I looked at my LinkedIn like probably <laughs> twice a year. I just do it to get the little red notification bubbles off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have had my phone since LinkedIn's a dad move for sure. I've had my okay. Just put it this way: I've had my phone since December, and I got on LinkedIn for whatever reason the other day, and I had to put my password in. So that tells you anything. Tells us something. I don't have a picture to put on like LinkedIn. I got one that you can put on. <laughs> I got a couple. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Let's move on. Tweet us what picture. That's a good segue Ooh, yeah. into social media, which we've already talked about a little bit. But oh, tweet us a picture of your Nick Walsh LinkedIn profile. Oh, please do it. This is an easy way to win a koozie and have some hilarious pictures. And for... you have to put that picture on at least for a day. None of our friends can tweet in pictures. Uh, Might be a little... Uh... It has to be PG-13 rated. Yeah, probably PG. P- well, I'm out then. 
<laughs> I don't, have any, I don't have any of those. Yeah. I don't think that exists. <laughs> That's probably, fine. yeah, probably G. <laughs> G rating. We can go back and find like a third grade yearbook photo. Okay. That'd be pretty. Easy. Okay. <laughs> Tweet us your best one and I might actually use it. <laughs> Throw it on there for shits and giggles. Shits and giggles. Anything else? I think we're yeah, good. Yeah, real quick. Re- no, no, real quick. Um, since, uh, as you guys know, Craze and unbelievably avid follower he told me he told me to uh edit the story about the arkansas fan from cakes and apparently one of his quotes my dad's was he kept pointing to his chin and he said hit me right here hit me go ahead punch me right in the face cake said that yeah that's amazing i don't remember that part but according to Cray, that's what happened so Cray gets a koozie too he might get two koozies if he wants it he's been an avid fan Need to get him on the show. Need to get him unlocked on Twitter. Privacy, you know, all that stuff. You can't even retweet him. Who knows? Also need to get him verified. Wow, that's true. <laughs> get him a blue check. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Slide in our DMs and just crush us. <laughs> he does. Relentlessly crush it's us. It's amazing, too. I hope that never stops. Anytime we screw up, like, I want him to call us on our bullshit, you know? <laughs> you can always count on him for that. Cray's like our fact checker. He's just like, yeah, no, that's not, that's yeah. not how it is. It, it's so awesome. awesome that has had Dom. Have you met him or just Mike? I don't think I have. I don't think okay, because Kurt told me he has. hasn't, right? Unless he was at a tailgate, but I don't think so. Yeah, I haven't. Oh, or wait, no, Chris he was at one, wasn't he? No. I'm yeah, he's cakes. been to a few, a few, but was yeah, when you I was guys know cakes, of course. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Well, this last weekend. The U.S. Open took place, and there's a couple different angles that we can go on this. Which one do you want to start with? Do you want to go with the course conditions, the whiny golf players? Yeah, that bugged the fuck out of me, honestly. Like, the whining, just like, get over yourself. I know it was tough. Obviously, you could tell it was tough because of the scores, but really, it's hard to tell without being there, but the course really didn't look... I thought Chambers Bay, and what was that, 2015? I thought Chambers Bay looked miserable. Um, I You could probably compare the two. They're probably comparable anyway. That real link style golf, um, I don't know. But when I watch the court, it's just like, okay, you're hitting shots. They're just they're 30 foot from the hole. Like, why can't you get them closer? It didn't look like the greens were that hard, but obviously they were. And there's a lot of slope to the green, and there's a lot I of think, stuff that goes into it. I think but. the reason they didn't get closer was because they're too scared. Because when you saw people go at it, yeah. it just backfired. Well, yeah, and there's a lot of holes where 20 foot from the hole is like the perfect spot. Because if you're any closer, yeah, you risk running off the back or running yeah. into a bunker and stuff like that. But I was just watching, and I wasn't convinced that it was that tough. I think the wind, I think, played more of a factor than anything. There was like 20 mile an hour gusting winds. You know, there's well, no well because, yeah, and to go off what you said, Dom, is on Saturday morning, those guys, Furberger and uh, <laughs> Fien- he uh, and Tony Finau, they both shot 66, and they were playing the same pins. So, like, obviously it dried out with the wind mm-hmm. um, and everything like that. So, uh, I guess we can just 100% call it the wind because those guys were able to get four or five birdies, I'm guessing. You know, yeah. obviously they had to, so... Yeah. That was the same day. So, like, some something, I mean, it just wind, though. I, I don't know. I was in the same boat as Dom. It didn't look as hard as they were making it seem, obviously, from sitting on our couch. It's easy to say, but. Yeah. 
It also didn't help that my two least favorite golfers were the ones that publicly a, came out and attacked the course. And <laughs> that's what I was going to say. When you have Zach Johnson and Ian Poulter yeah, out there crying about guys. the course, I mean, it's pretty hard to get behind that. Yep. <laughs> I just, after watching it, and I watched I watched quite a bit of it, Like it just didn't seem like it was that, the course layout wasn't that extreme, like the way that they were making out making it out to be. I've seen them play like really hard courses where nobody's, you know, making that big of a fit about it. Um, and I just keep comparing it to Chambers Bay, but like, I just don't think that it was that tough. You and know, I the other that, thing is, is that you're shooting, what did one of those guys shoot? Eight over for the tournament or 10 over for the tournament. Mm-hmm. So over four days of golf, you shot two over per day. Mm-hmm. So you're at what the course is intended to be played, yeah. right? So is it great TV? No, but everybody else is playing, you know, basically the same conditions. I know that that was part of the argument. It was like, well, the morning tea times and the afternoon tea yeah. times were different. But I don't know. Like Mike said, it doesn't help when your least favorite golfers of all time. I mean, like if Tiger was like, yeah, the, the course sucks or Spieth or Roy were like, this is impossible. Then I would be like, yeah, it's an impossible course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't take Ian Poulter or Zach Johnson seriously. Yeah, the guys that we hate the most. The only, about the only hole that was kind of crazy or completely crazy to me was the par three, number two on Sunday that played 264 yeah. yards. <laughs> that makes If that's into sense. the wind, I'm hitting driver and I'm not making it. No, no chance. Like, that's just, crazy. Or just any missed fairway because there's just such long, just gunch. Well, and they kept right talking. Yeah, the they fairway. kept talking about that. If you don't hit the fairway, you're, you're not, not making. You're, you're not, not making hitting, the green. Yeah, you're not hitting greens and regulations. So yeah. if you're not hitting the fairway, you're automatically just fucked for the day. Yeah. Well, what, how you should handle it, though, the spirit of you know, in the spirit of the game, how you should handle it is exactly how every other golfer in the world hands, handles it, and evidently Phil Mickelson, which is, well, when you get screwed over by the course, you screw the course over you know (laughs) you hate the game because phil mickelson and i think trey has not seen it yet i saw like half a clip of it but i didn't read anything about it or anything like i don't know anything around it so for anybody who didn't see it on these seemingly impossible greens (laughs) phil mickelson had a putt and they were just slippery phil mickelson had a putt and it went way past the hole. Mm-hmm. And so he walks after it and starts to jog at the end. And while it's moving, just puts it back towards the pole. Or t- towards the hole. <laughs> almost fucking drains it. Yeah, almost drains it. Yeah. It's so like... Everybody's throwing an absolute fit about that. So that was a putt for Bogey um, that he blew by the hole. And then, like he said, just like jogged after it and hit it back the other way towards the hole. Um, I... I got to thinking about that. So he got a two-stroke penalty for it. He ended up getting a 10 on the hole, I think, Um, (laughs) with that two-stroke penalty. Uh, So I was thinking about it. Like, in his mind, what is he kind of thinking? Obviously, not playing well, not really in contention. So he's just out there just like, ah, whatever. Um, But I was also thinking, okay, he's got a putt for a five, and he runs after it. If he puts that in... With the two-stroke penalty, he gets an eight. Now, if he would have putted that and left it, that rolls off the green. Let's say he's down 50 there. Yards. Yeah, 50 yards. Let's say he chips or into it up. The sand. Let's say he chips it up. It's short. Rolls back to right where it was. So that's six. Which Tiger did. Yeah, six. Rolls down. Seven. Rolls down. Eight. And then two putts it. If that's he, a if 10. If he makes that putt where 
where he hit it back while it was rolling. It would have been the same if if it would have rolled down fifty yards, he'd shift it back up and two putted it in. Yeah. So. In my, that's, that's, how that's, how I <laughs> that's how I thought about it. I'm like, okay, he's, that's kind of a smart play. Like, take that's the two-stroke, whatever. That's take how he tried stroke. to justify it, too. Yeah. Like, in his interview afterwards, he's like, yeah, I was going to roll off, and uh, I would have... That's realize. not how I took it at all. I mean, that's yeah, what he said. Yeah, I don't believe what he said, either. No, I, 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 you're like you every can, other golfer, ahead, right? Oh, I'm sorry. So no, no, finish up. Finish you're like... Up. We're like Canadians right now. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, sorry. My man, sorry. Sorry. Um, he's like every other golfer. Like, what do I do? Ah, well, screwed this hole up. Might as well just slap this one in between my legs and see what happens. But mm-hmm. that's what I like about golf, and I hate how the U.S. I guess the USGA. I hate how reporters basically report on it, and they say, "Well, you're ruining the integrity of the game and the spirit of the game and all that stuff." No, I the players that I like are they react the same way that I react, right? When Tiger hits and he goes, damn it, Tiger. Mm. Or Spieth Spieth hits it and he goes, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Or something like that. Yeah. Every single golfer can relate to that. And then you have tryhard Zach Johnson with this freaking his glasses sticking out the top of his head complaining about course conditions. Yep. Well, then don't sign up to play, bud. <laughs> the funny thing is, there's, if I was, like, they say it ruins the game of golf, like, the integrity of golf. Like, if I'm out playing by myself or something, I understand, like, the point of golf is to try and keep track of yourself and keep yourself in check. But if I was playing that course and I had that putt for bogey and it fucking was a screamed off the green, I would have done that or more. I would have maybe just thrown my putter and walked away. Here's the thing. Um, so Beef Johnson, Johnston was his playing partner that day and he tweeted, he's like, it didn't put me off any, like it wasn't a huge deal to me because everybody's saying, Oh, this is going to mess up who you're playing with. You're going to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Beef's like, yeah, whatever. It's a thing. Um, so is, is that more distracting? Is Phil running after a putt and putting it back up more distracting than who was it? I wrote it down here. Scott Gregory shooting a 92. <laughs> Who's playing with Scott Gregory that day? Oh, shooting a 92. What's more distracting? Over. What's more distracting? Somebody shooting 22 over, shooting a double bogey on every hole, or Phil <gasps> running after one putt and trying to put it back instead of walking down, chipping and blah, 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 all that shit. I know we talked about this briefly. There's no possible way he didn't come to the course hungover the next day, right? He shot well the next day. He shot like a, well, not well. well yeah, because he was drunk. He shot like a like five or six over Goosey-goosey. the next day after going twenty two over the next the day before. Hey, bud, how'd you fare this weekend? Ah, not great. I shot twenty six over. <laughs> that makes me feel good about my golf game. Twenty six over. over. Wow, two rounds of thirteen over. Well, that's the thing. I shot yeah. twenty two over on the first day. Well, no, they're like twenty six over. Oh, four rounds at six or seven over. That's not bad on that course. Now nah, I got cut the first day because I shot it not on the first day. Oh, they <laughs> they should have honestly. Whole twelve. I would have cut like, myself. Be like, I'm not coming back tomorrow. I would have faked an injury for yeah, sure. Yeah, you started like, to cast oh, up man. your hand at that point. <laughs> I'm not making fun of anyone because you know they're trying hard or whatever. But those high school tournaments were obviously I want to go out and win. You know, if I don't shoot in the seventies, I'm pissed off. And I'll look at some of the scores on like some of those state meets or something where they post every score of even the number six player, and you got guys shooting like 160 on 18 holes. 160. 150, 160. That's impressive. Can, Which is almost no, circle tenning every Because there's hole. no circle tens on well, like state. E- oh, yeah, that's right, I guess. And so, like, <laughs> you could kick it with your foot and these probably folks beat that. Shoot. Insane numbers. Insane. 
I was watching a video. This kind of ties in. Kevin Na. I don't know if you guys remember. Um, nah, I don't, I don't remember. Nah, I don't remember that. I don't remember where he was playing, but um, he posted the highest score on a hole ever, I think. It, he got a 16 on a hole. So he hit driver into the trees, um, couldn't find it, and he went back, reloaded, hit it into the trees again, and then just like just kept – it was just whacking it back and forth and finally got it out. Um, and got a 16 on that hole. Well, he went back like a year and a half later or something like that and played it only with a six iron. So he driver, six iron, you know, you're like, he hit his drive with a six iron, another six iron, chipped with a six iron, and then putted with a six iron and got a five. Got a bogey five with a six iron only. I'll do Kevin Na one better. When we were at regionals my sophomore year, I got a 20 on a hole. No circle tents, three in the water. Hostel shotting everything. Mm. I literally took my. I, I'm trying to remember if that was the the round that I threw a club on. I don't see how it wasn't. But that was when you had like a spotter, and she's like trying to keep me from just like quitting right there. I was like, I'm quitting. (laughs) I about killed her. Like, ready to throw my ball into oblivion. Twenty on a hole. That's not a good feeling. Yikes. Little side note, huge golf guy. My dad used to have a uh, actual putting green at the house. Had nine tee boxes going into one green. That's Those were the days. Yeah, those were the days. I remember he uh, he had to go out and work on the green every day and had a whole nine-hole course in our front yard. <laughs> so awesome. Dad move right there. Yeah, that is a dad <laughs> move right there. Sam, did you have something that you wanted to add in to the, uh, the golf? Oh, to, to the Phil thing, um, I don't know if you touched on it quite exactly. I just think that he had uh, reached a breaking point uh, and just got, like, overly frustrated. I don't think he was thinking about what he's yeah. going to get or anything. Yeah. I think he hits the putt, sees it rolling, sees it get going, and then uh, – because you can see him. He's walking after it first, and then about midway when he's like, shit, dude, this thing's going to roll forever. Fuck this course. Fuck everything. <laughs> and then starts just taking off after it and then putts it. Yeah. Because like, if you're not playing in a tournament – like, if we're just out there with our buddies, I'm picking that ball up and going to the cart, right? So, that's where he was, I think. He was yeah. just like, screw this. I'm trying to get over with this hole. This is like, this is happening. That's what we would call when we play golf a smiley face hole. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is you a smiley face You don't keep the score because it's too embarrassing, but... You take two you shots know, You know what the smiley face means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Kurt, on your 20, were you a huge distraction to your playing partner? Oh, well, no, because they were on the green, and I was trying to get off the tee box. <laughs> they just kept playing She's just like, go ahead. He's not going to hit you. <laughs> she didn't actually say that. She should have, though. That's funny. Yeah. Well, Phil tied for 48th at 16 over, uh, even though he should have been disqualified. Probably everybody is mad that he's not disqualified. It doesn't matter. Well, he should have with- withdrawn himself would be the gentleman's thing to do, Yeah. according to any media member between him and the last person that made the cut it's like a seven thousand dollar difference in prize money so i don't think anybody really cares he needed uh, it bad the seven thousand yeah, yeah i'm yeah. sure um brooks kepka won at one over got first place at one over uh walked away with a cool 2.16 mil for the back-to-back day. champ for old brooksy yep back-to-back i don't uh, see this okay this is the last thing i'm gonna say at the, about the u.s open i don't understand why dj and Brooks Kepka were the second to last tee time. They might go, but I don't know. They probably go by uh, last name. Yeah, the, alphabetical it would have had order. Been alphabetical would be the only. I thought logical. it was tee times from the 
previous day or something. I have no idea, but that's the stupidest thing ever because you've got Brooks, who was last year's U.S. Open champion, and DJ, who was the U.S. Open champion from the year before, teeing off at the same time. Why not put them at the end? I don't understand. Instead, he got Furberger and twisted ankle out there at the last (laughs) (laughs) point. Yeah, Tony Finau kind of blew up too. But yeah, that's all I was going to say about that. So, congrats to Brooks Kepka. Yeah, shout out to him. Like, I mean, obviously he played well, and those guys. But I I don't know. And this is more just selfishly. I I can't find like he. He seems like a cool guy, but they don't have a lot of personality. Him and Dustin. The thing I, I get mad about Dustin, I like watching him play. Like his game's super exciting. Obviously, he launches the ball, and, and Brooks is can hit the fairway and hit greens. Like he's got everything, right? Brooks does, mm-hmm. but um, they, they're super super boring. So it's it, I mean it's hard to get it's hard to get super excited about about watching those guys. Like they're not going to be my favorite player. Like DJ, if if DJ had a big personality, like his game is like big and crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Uh... He, he, we need cocaine, snorting DJ back. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> what are you looking Speak- for, uh, Mr. Sammy? Fist pumps, all that? Cussing when you nah, have a No, I, I mean, I know it's good to be calm. Like, I get it. Like, that's the best way to play. Like, you want to be even keeled. And even when Tiger's doing good, he's, he's not too up or down. But um, I don't know. I guess, yeah. I mean, Paulina was there at the end. There's Apparently, she... Uh, she thought he had won. Her and her friend. That. Did you guys? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> jumping he up made and that. Down. He made that putt for birdie on eighteen, and she thought that they won. That he won. E. <laughs> oh, well. Yikes. Well, I do like. I do like the way that DJ walks. So he's got this swagger to him when he walks. He kind of walks like a dinosaur, actually. But that's the only thing that's really like swaggy about him. It's true. But yeah, I agree. Anyway, that's all I had about the U.S. Open. Good for Phil. Yeah, good for Phil. Stick it to the man. Yeah. Phil did. So, the another thing coming up, I guess, this week then would be Stampede. Country Stampede. Stomp. Is it still Kicker Country Stampede? Mm-hmm. I it think is. so. I think so. Kicker Country Stampede this Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, no longer Sunday, right? Nope. No longer Sunday. If you don't know what Stampede is, this is a country music festival held um, outside of Manhattan, Kansas at Tuttle Creek State Park, right? Yep. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of country artists going to be there. Who's the uh, headliners this year? Uh, Florida Georgia Line, right? Yeah. yeah. Nick Walsh Cole Music. Cole Swindell. Um, Cole Georgia, Kane Brown, Brett Young. Yeah. Alabama. Alabama is going to be there. Charlie yeah. Daniels, man. Yeah. So just a lot of country know. music artists. Uh, but the most important one, the one that we're most looking forward to being there, is in our studio right now, Mr. Nick Walsh. Mm-hmm. And you're playing on Thursday. Thursday at 4.30 in the singer-songwriter tent. Mm-hmm. So, so go ahead. I was just going to mention that um, it's all original songs, so that's, that's what's going to make it exciting, just being able to go up there and sing my own stuff and not have to do covers and whatnot. But How many say, songs you got queued up? We only have, so there's going to be three of us on stage and it's, it's called a writer's round. So they do a lot of that down in Nashville where there's like three to five guys on stage and uh, someone will sing a song and then the person to their left will sing, person to their left will sing and then it'll just kind of uh, make its rounds and um, just take turns singing your songs. And so it'll be me and two others and I think we both or we all three sing like four songs maybe, maybe five, but I'm planning on four, so 
have an extra one in my back pocket, but it'll be fun. There's some been some big names that have been in the singer-songwriter tent in the past, right? Yeah. Um, Eric Dillon played there last year, and he's really starting to take off. Um, he's a good friend of mine and obviously a relative of Mr. Trey Brown over, Trey Brown over here, but uh, he just put out a new album and had Luke Combs on the album with him and Steve Earle, and so... You're related to Eric Dillon? He's uh, my cousin's cousin. Yeah, my first cousin's cousin. Really? Yeah, so I've known Eric since I was born. I did not know that. Yep. The more you know. So <laughs> my Aunt Vicky and my cousins yeah. that you know, uh, that's her uh, brother-in-law's son. Really? Mm-hmm. Welcome well, to the podcast, how about Chris. that? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the freaking world here, bud. Well, good. We're excited for you, Nick. Hopefully it goes well. Yeah, I'm sure it will. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it just because work and stuff but no worries man are you gonna sing give in i'll probably sing it i so suppose that song is on multiple platforms isn't it i'll tell you uh, it's on everything uh i listen to it just about every day just so you know do you really actually yeah well it uh so i i kind of had to produce it myself um so just going off of uh other guys that have put stuff out there on the internet you know they got they got a producer they got a guy to play every instrument they got um you know mastering and mixers and engineers there and it's like that's something i'm really looking forward to is just being down in nashville and like having that much help with producing a song instead of just like me and one other guy um so it's going to take the quality way up obviously mm-hmm. when you're down there so i'm um, it's going to be more expensive but i'm looking forward to it it's like i said it's not produced the best you know cuz there's only two brains in there um trying to figure out what sounds best but yeah it's just something i put out there to hopefully get some people to listen to and have uh give them something to sing along with well we have an we have an audio technician for hire probably for hire uh we pay him quite a bit but six figures like me minimum (laughs) yeah it's gonna be a pay cut eighty five (laughs) thousand dollars is the least i would do for one song yeah with 16 weeks of vacation though yeah we so, can do that yeah if I you think. guys want to talk after the show that'd be good yeah but yeah no i i don't think i'm gonna make it either because i conflicts but because you got rudy this week yeah because <laughs> we have to watch your dog <laughs> no I'll, but i think that'd be I'll a good experience it. i honestly have not been to country stampede i don't know if ever well that's the other thing if you haven't so if you're listening you haven't been to country stampede Outside of the the country music, probably the more notorious part it's known for is just the absolute drunk fest that it is. The fuckery. Yeah. The fuckery. From Thursday to what used to be Sunday. Um, but uh, Thursday to Saturday now, it's just drink as much as you possibly can pretty much what was the what's the deal with sunday they just everybody was way too fucked up to come back yeah, it's like it's it was like always family's sunday, day right yeah it's like well yeah they never had like anybody that good on sunday because no one wants to play on sunday yeah but they used to like back in the day because i've lived in manhattan for a long time they used to have like rock bands on sunday yeah. like Whoa. one year there was like zz top was there Whoa. And i'd get shitty and go to sleep. my dad took me to that one i was pretty young for that but, really yeah. that's amazing but yeah they used to do rock bands on sunday and then they just kind of did away with sundays because everybody was like all right i'm ready to go fucking home sunday scaries <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah sunday scaries bad you just... high. did you used to go to stampede when you're in high school too mike uh 
Kind of. Yeah. I did. I mean, couldn't go to the campgrounds and drink. Yeah. Who was really into country music when they were in high school? Though we were all about sure. little Wayne's. trying to be cool yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and trying to be cool. Yeah, the Carter Three. Whoa. I've never been to Stampede either. I'm oh, gonna yeah, go. I'm gonna been. go out tomorrow and. Depending on some circumstances, uh, stay for the whole Thursday night situation. But I got to work the rest of the weekend. But that uh, I'm looking forward to it because yeah, I, it has a lot of the things I enjoy doing in life: being outside, drinking a lot of alcohol, mm-hmm. and watching people play music. Sam, have you been to Country Stampede? No, no, not really my scene, as you guys could imagine. But uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, I I hear you guys' stories. What are some of the good ones? I I went one year, but it was pretty mild. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard some stories, but I would like to be reminded if anybody has a really good one. Oh, Mr. Uh, Gronkowski, Rob's little brother, uh, Glenn, he used to go out there every year and just get shit tanked. They used to have their own campsite out there and whatnot, and he'd just go up to random girls and uh, ask them if he could motorboat them. They'd pull down their shirt, and he'd just stick his face right in their tits and just motorboat them. That's That's that really... doesn't sound like him at all. No, no. But the thing is, somebody doing that's not crazy at all out there. No. That's pretty normal. Well, they got like slap ass Saturday or something. Yeah. Slap every ass you see, and I don't know. Apparently, I don't, motorboat yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's just sexual just misconduct like, fest out there. Usually, yeah. I'm just like in a vortex on, so I don't really remember anything. Yeah, but <laughs> Gronk so is it like? Oh, go ahead. Sam. Is it you? You so you bring everyone brings their own beer. It's just like tailgating essentially. Like everyone has it. You don't buy anything there. In the campgrounds, yes, but you, you can buy beer, obviously. That's um, probably a good okay. thing to compare it to is like a massive yeah. tailgate, but there's yeah. no football game. It's just a concert. The, well, the campgrounds would be like your tailgating, your parking lot yeah. area, and then the stadium is like the concert, Man. and you can, and you can, you can buy, you can buy beer, but yeah, yeah, you can buy liquor and beer in there. It's too. like 50 bucks a bottle or something for beer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and they... They don't let you bring beer into like where Nick's playing. You can't bring your own beer over there. Nope, nope. Oh, devastating. So, so who's all there this year? Who's like big names? Um, we already talked about that. No. <laughs> when you're, but urinating. My bad. <laughs> I think Thursday will be the best because um, we'll have Cody Johnson and uh, Brett Young and Cole Swindell. So Trey, you should definitely take work off Friday. Yeah. Well, if I can, we'll <laughs> see. I heard, you cough, well. I heard you coughing over there. You sounded like you're sick. <sighs> Anything else on old Stampede? Mm-mm. One of these days I'll go. I kind of lost track of time, honestly. We could talk about that if we wanted to. It's middle of June right now. Yeah. If anybody knew. else didn't know. What? It's the middle I of gotta... June. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. I have a question for Nick. Nick, do you still play like those unedited, incredible, um, like when when we'd just be sitting out on the back? Uh, of the UC, do you still play those? Will those come out ever? When I'm just shit tanked and I'm just making up songs as I go. Yeah, talk essentially. About the fuckery of fuckery type shit. Yeah, where it's just it's oh, just yeah. all pure. Okay, I need one of those to be released. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we should have recorded this. I don't remember. Uh, you probably don't remember this. So you went to the casino, I think, and won pretty big one night, and you came home with a big ass bottle of Patron. Oh yeah, yeah. and we started drinking yeah. at the house and oh, started playing music. I and I was just wailing some. What was that even you like? Were, we were I was singing the blues. blues. Yeah. yeah, I was just screaming was the blues. Up a bunch of lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> we finished a whole bottle of tequila, and we're just sitting on the couch and. 
<laughs> Nick was playing blues on the guitar and almost was singing blues. Almost positive that that was when I busted up my ankle, and I was supposed to be wearing my boot, and I decided not to. So we finished polished off a whole bottle of tequila. Went to the Ville, and that was when that bodyguard pushed me over. Remember that? <laughs> so he apparently told me he told me that I was too drunk to get in the bar. I guess, which I thought was bullshit, obviously, because I was fucking smacked. Anyway, I was too drunk to go back into the bar, and I was screaming at him, and he pushed me over. I'm gonna blame it all on not having a lot of balance because I had jacked up my ankle, but um, it was probably because I was drunk. But yeah, it's just tradition to go buy an expensive bottle of. Tequila. Yeah, after might as I well. Big at the casino. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. never yeah. happens. Impulse buy. It's that or like a new shotgun or something. Or like guitar that. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't have 30 guitars. Hey, it's like free money, right? Might as well. House money. House yeah, money. you went there with less money than you're coming back with. So what, what does Might matter? as well blow it and yeah. be right, right, right back where Why you not? started. It's like you never even went and now you have a new fucking guitar. Yeah. yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah, that's easy. I don't have anything else. No, I think it's time to go around last call. Mike? <laughs> you always pick me. <laughs> uh, my last call is uh, if you're in Manhattan, you should go uh, support Nick. I know I'll be out there. Trey said he might be out there Thursday at uh, Stampede. Hell yeah. Sam? Mine is through all the golf riders and all the golf snobs and everyone um, saying that Phil was disrespectful or whatever the hell they were saying. They can all just... They can all just go somewhere, and uh, I guess <laughs> Think uh, I, I don't want to go any. <laughs> just go somewhere. Go any- just go somewhere. <laughs> anywhere. Just anywhere. go somewhere and think yeah. about stuff. Yeah, Nick? think about things. Yeah, I'm just gonna agree with Mr. Sammy over there. Same exact thing. Just fuck off. <laughs> Pussification of America, right there. Let him. Let him be Phil, man. He's Phil Nicholson. Like he's the dad of. He's the dad like, of the PGA Tour. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. Like, Phil put in his his time yeah. as far as being a, a steward of the game. The USGA needs to grow up. Yeah, they need to grow, grow up. up. That was gonna be mine. Oh, the PGA Tour fans need to grow up. Anyway, my last call is I'm gonna save this episode extra hard. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, you're gonna save it hard. I'm gonna save the fuck out of it. <laughs> I'm going to save it so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hard. (laughs) If there was ever a time we needed sea monster, it was right there. (laughs) Oh, man. Trey? I got two things. One, I'm really excited to uh, take recording of Dominic saving this podcast really, really hard, putting on the internet. And then two, hopefully by the end of the week, I've bought a new set of irons. That's all I can think about. Yeah, that little uh, golf clap there. (laughs) Mr. Dom. Yeah. And my last call is all of the people who complained about the, well, the Phil thing is one, the course another. Don't complain about the course, okay? Ian Poulter, Zach Johnson, don't be a pussy. Just Grow play up. the Go game. Somewhere. Grow Go, somewhere. Go somewhere. Go somewhere and think about stuff. So thank you for listening. Catch us on Friday for episode 18.